Last Sunday we began to examine the Bible as a whole and how the Bible reveals to us God. God has revealed himself to us in the Bible, in his word. He's also revealed himself to us in creation and through his son, Jesus Christ. We also examined last week that the Bible grants to us understanding about ourselves and provides answers for us to life's greatest and most important questions. We just had an introduction to it last week. I want to proceed a little farther in our study today in examination of God and who He is and His nature. If you'll take out the verses that I printed for you and placed on the table as you came in, we'll read them again and we will make reference to them in our study today. First one comes from Genesis chapter 1 verse number 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and then we'll read from Psalm 19 verses 1 through 6 the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. And then from Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so that they are without excuse. No man or woman will stand before the judge of all the earth at that final judgment and say, I didn't know. If someone would have told me, the scriptures reinforce for us here the reality of God revealing himself through creation. Everyone has creation. And it says every tongue, there is no place, there is no word where it is not heard. They can't say, well, it wasn't in my language. Oh, yes, it was in your language. All you had to do is just look up at the sky and look at creation about you. And God says, I have revealed myself to everyone and every culture throughout all of time since creation. That I exist in my nature. 
They will stand before me without excuse. God has revealed himself to us. I like especially that very first verse from Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Appropriately it comes at the very beginning of our Bible. In the beginning God. Just those four words. In the beginning God. What does that phrase reveal to us about God's nature and himself? It reveals to us his pre-existence. Before all of creation, God. God stood. God existed. God was. Before all that we see came into existence... There was God. In the beginning, God. Before it all, God existed. So it reminds us and reveals to us God's pre-existence before all of creation that we see and know. It tells us that He self-existed. No one created Him. Now... In a few studies in the future, we will look at the creation of all that we see about us. The trees and the sky and man and woman. No one created God. He exists in and of himself. The self-existent, uncreated reality. We have a tendency... To only understand and believe in the reality that we can touch and feel and smell and taste our five senses and our understanding of our minds that we can see and observe and we tend to think that that's reality and that is a kind of reality it's a created reality but before the created reality existed and started God existed as an uncreated reality. Or as some theologians like to describe it, real, real. (laughs) Real, real. What we see is real. Oh, that was real, real. So we see God revealed to us not only pre-existent, but self-existent. And we see these things displayed for us in just those four simple words. We also understand that God is a spirit. He doesn't have flesh and bones like you and me, like we have. And again, we have a tendency to think that only that consists of reality flesh and bones God is a spirit and when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well centuries later he mentioned that to that woman and said God is a spirit and they who worship him worship him in spirit and in truth so we see from these simple four words at the very beginning of the Bible the first four words of the Bible 
we see these truths about God revealed to us in a simple phrase his pre-existence his self-existence and his spirit nature now what does that mean to you and me what effect if any should that have upon our lives when we see God in these glimpses of his nature and his character it reminds us and teaches us of his transcendence he transcends all that we see and know and all that we understand on an earthly level he transcends all of it he transcends it all in time we have clocks we have calendars we keep track of time and we watch it and we count our lives and years and we look back at history and we count centuries we live in a time bound reality God exists here but he exists in another level He transcends the reality that we experience. He lives in eternal time. No beginning, no end. He transcends us by His nature. We are not spirit. Now, we have spirit within us. We have a human spirit. But we also have flesh and blood. Bones, sinew, hair, skin. God transcends us as a living spirit, a person, a living reality, but a spirit that transcends us. He transcends us by position. And by position, I don't mean locality. <laughs> we tend to think of God somewhere off in space sitting in a rocking chair just kind of watching time pass with white hair and a long beard no that's not what I mean he transcends us by who he is he is above us as creatures he created us in his image that makes him antecedent to us and superior to us by his position we recognize his superiority to us he transcends us in all aspects therefore that makes him worthy of our submission to him he transcends us he ranks above us he created us he deserves our submission to him he deserves and warrants our obedience we sang a few moments ago that well known song to us trust and obey and it reminds us of the importance of our obedience to God we say we love God how do we prove that we love God 
by our obedience. He warrants and deserves our obedience. He also warrants and deserves our worship, our praise, our thanksgiving. Because of his nature and because of his character and because of his living reality. Well, where has the Spirit of God opened your eyes to see and understand these truths this morning and how they apply to your life? They fit every one of our lives. They apply to every one of us. Do we recognize that truth? Do we accept that truth? Do we believe that truth to the point of where we will respond appropriately to him as he deserves? What changes do these truths evoke and require in your life that you might conform your life to the truth? Do you worship God and Him alone? Not the God of many gods, but the only true and living God? Do you obey Him? Do you love Him? Do you call upon Him? Do you ask Him to reveal Himself to you that you might know and understand Him more thoroughly and more clearly? Do you pray and ask Him to work in your heart and in your life and in your mind that you might conform your thoughts, your attitudes and your actions to the truth as He has revealed it to you? Only four words but carry great imperatives to our lives today. In the beginning, God. I pray that the Spirit of God will work in your life, in your mind, in your heart, to recognize these truths about Him as He has revealed them to us, and that you will begin to respond to Him as He deserves to worship Him and Him alone, to obey Him instead of your own choices and desires, and to thank and praise Him and to call upon Him to manifest Himself to you and to conform your life to the truth. I pray the Spirit of God will work those things in your life today. Let's close in prayer.